Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for the Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing Publications with the October 19th edition of Today's Electrical Economy, sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit and fittings in 1988, and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, we explore some key weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks. We'll also be looking at the national construction data from Dodge Data Analytics and discuss some large construction projects that were in the news over the past few weeks. Let's first check out some of the key weekly economic indicators. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's electrical economy for 2020. Let's look first at the unemployment claims at the state level. The weekly unemployment data from the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics highlights the states with the most unemployment claims so far in the COVID-19 crisis. This data is valuable to electrical distributors, manufacturers, and independent reps because it offers empirical evidence of just how big an issue layoffs are now at the local level. On a more positive note, when these claims start declining and establish a trend in a more positive direction, it will be a clue for you about when the economy in that state may be starting to improve. National unemployment claims took a substantial jump. The most recent data available from the U.S. Labor Department showed that they totaled 885,885 for the week ending October 10th. That's an increase of 76,670, or 9.5%, from the previous week. The advanced unadjusted insured unemployment rate was 6.6% during this week ending October 3rd, a decrease of 0.8 percentage points from the prior week. The five states with the biggest increases in unemployment claims during this time period were Indiana with 18,788 new claims, Illinois with 9,805 new claims, Massachusetts with 9,582 new claims, Georgia with 8,526 claims, and Washington with 6,083 new claims. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, which publishes this data weekly at www.aar.org. For the week ending October the 10th, total traffic actually showed a 1.9% increase to 500,220,452 carloads. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first 41 weeks of 2020 was 19,122,615 carloads and intermodal units, a decrease of 10% compared to last year. Several carload categories showed an increase, including grain, which was up 21,000 to 27,434, farm products, up 3% to 16,316. Motor vehicles and parts, up 5.3% to 16,103. Total intermodal units, which are the freight containers you see piled up high on flat, flatbed freight cars, were up 8.4%. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes recount, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by the state, basin, and nationally at www rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and shit gas deposits. It really gives you a sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area 
than Marcellus Gasser's uncovers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. The Baker Hughes root count finally showed a slight increase recently. Overall, the decline does to continue, but the total recount for the United States stands at 282 operational rigs, up a few rigs from our last report. It is still down 67% from this time last year, and that is a drop from 589 operational rigs. The nation's largest oil basin, the Permian Basin in Texas, accounted for the largest portion of this decrease with a decline of 292 rigs. The price for a barrel of the benchmark West Texas Intermediate Oil remains steady at a low level. It's staying at $39 to $40 dollars per barrel range. Oil prices have a long way to go to get to a price where drillers make money. That varies by region, but a good rule of thumb is $60 per barrel. Economists like to call copper Dr. Copper. That's because it's a leading economic indicator for future economic activity because it's used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wire and cable and copper plumbing pipe. Copper prices did slip under $3 per pound in late September, but they've made a solid move above this mark in the past two weeks. It will be interesting to see if they top $3.10 per pound, which will be the next major benchmark. According to Dodge data and analytics, total construction starts dipped 18% in September to a seasonal adjusted annual rate of $6,607.7 billion, essentially taking back all of August gains. The press statement said that while some of this decline is certainly payback from several large products entering the the starts in, in August, the drop in activity brought total construction starts below levels seen in June and July. Non-residential starts fell 24%, while residential buildings dropped 21% over the month. Non-building starts were 5% lower than in, in August. Despite this rather large decline, some interesting projects either broke ground or in the planning stages. A natural fire gas plant in Ohio was scheduled to start pouring concrete over the past two weeks. The $1.6 billion Guernsey Power Station project in Pleasant City, Ohio. The 70, 727 million Seminole Electric National Gas Plant in Palataka, Florida also broke ground. A large mixed-use office and residential town also made news. The $1.6 billion Winthrop Tower in Boston's Financial District. Now in the planning stages, it will have 812,000 square feet of office space and 527,000 square feet of residential space. Also of note are the, in our construction project focus right now, are the $700 million apartment complex in Brooklyn that the Australian developer and contractor Lendlease has planned. Also breaking ground last month were two large multifamily projects in San Francisco and Champlain, Minnesota, a 225-megawatt solar project in Haskell County, Texas, 150-megawatt solar project in Petersburg, Indiana, two new high schools in Lincoln, Nebraska, valued at a combined $290 million in total construction, and a rather interesting $100 million office project an R&D lab in Colorado Springs being built by Aerospace Corp. It caught me eye because it's in the space warfare arena. According to a report on this project in, at satnews.com, Aerospace's facility will be the focal point for delivering technical expertise across the space enterprise to outpace threats to national security. The building's digital engineering environment will enable high fidelity analysis and physics-based modeling and simulations, as well as the development of tactics, techniques, and procedures that will provide insight into space warfighting. That sounds like an interesting project. This concludes the market data portion of our presentation for today. A special thanks to the folks from Champion Fireplace for sponsoring today's Electrical Economy podcast series in 2020. While you're working on your electrical sales forecast for 2021, you might find yourself in need of some additional and local data. 
Check out Electrical Marketing. An annual subscription for only $99 will give you online access to electrical sales estimates at the metro, county, and state level, electrical product sales estimates for 17 product categories at the state level, access to a construction database with hundreds of projects, and building permits at the state and local level, as well as other information on unemployment rates and gross metropolitan product. That subscription to electrical marketing will only cost $99 per year. You can subscribe to by going to www.electricalmarketing.com. Just click on the menu icon at the top left of the homepage and click on magazine subscription. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. And thanks again to the folks at Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy series of podcasts in 2020. Our next presentation will be on Monday, November 2nd. I'd also like to announce that over the next few weeks, you'll be seeing these podcasts available on several podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. They are available right now on Spotify, and you can listen to the podcast format of this presentation by just typing, going to Spotify and typing in Electrical Wholesale. It's a really easy to use format, and we're excited about being able to extend the reach of these podcasts on these major platforms. Take care, have a great day, and thanks again to Champion Fireblast for their sponsorship.